0: Hi there, it's Ellie Singer with KTLF Radio. We have another podcast for you. Delighted to have with me Bill and Tina with Crossroads Ministries. And Crossroads Ministries, their focus, their heartbeat, their passion, their mission is for the elderly. Which I refer to sometimes as the often forgotten in our society. So, Bill and Tina, we're going to be hearing from both of them with this podcast. And Bill, what would be your, your title with Crossroads?
1: Well, I'm the uh, Chief Operating Officer Okay, is my title.
0: Okay. Chief Operating Officer. You have the big overview of everything. You're sort
1: of a kahuna. Well, I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I'm no Kahuna, but I'm supposed to be.
0: Well, when I say I meant, I meant as far as your position, a lot of people answer to you. You, you have a pulse on a a lot of the all the operations, really of. Yes. So you would probably the best source. I've been curious about this every fall. Crossroads does their banquet. Uh, They're one of their big. That's their big fundraiser of the year. Whereas we'll talk about. Christmas love. I want to find out what happened at Christmas as far as the biggest outreach you do of the year. So can you tell us a little bit about the banquet this past fall? Give us some highlight to that. I'd love to hear the results of that, how much closer that brought Crossroads to the big vision, which you'll talk about the big vision too.
1: Yes. uh, Well, thank you. And um, we had a lot of help with the banquet. Of course, As, as you mentioned, we generally or typically do one major fundraiser each year. This year was special because it was also the 20th anniversary of the founding of Crossroads. So uh, 20 years ago, last year, I guess I need to say, uh, was when Crossroads began. As you mentioned, it's a focus on not just elderly, but specifically the elderly who are inside what used to be called nursing homes, what typically is called a skilled or assisted living facility now, mm-hmm. and it's generally people who uh, really are limited in their mobility. Typically, they can't come out on their mm-hmm. own. So, unless someone goes in to talk with them, uh, meet with them, uh, then they are forgotten, as you mentioned. And unfortunately, so many uh, after they're there, they um, uh, they have outlived their family, so they don't have family members to visit them. Mm-hmm. They may have outlived their friends, uh, and they don't have friends to visit them, something like 85%. Uh, according to some studies, okay. have no regular visitors. So we try to do what we can to send visitors in to see them, mm-hmm. uh, schedule events to, um, like tea parties uh, that will bring them out of the rooms. That was very important after COVID ended because people got used to staying in their rooms, and they weren't socializing, so we wanted them to come out again. Uh, and things like that where we were focused on just improving their uh, spiritual and emotional state. And that all started 20 years ago with uh, Kay Owen Larson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was there at our banquet. She talked about that somewhat and mm-hmm. what spurred her to do that. Uh, her own experiences with her parents. Mm-hmm. Going to the nursing home was a big part of that. Uh, a lot of the volunteers who come and and the donors that support us, have had their own experiences yeah. uh, with uh, maybe their parents or uh, someone else in their family. And a lot of times it wasn't a particularly good experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they have a heart for that and a passion for that. But also, uh, so we're celebrating 20 years of the ministry. Mm-hmm. We're also, for the first time, announcing uh, our vision that God gave Kay decades ago to also build our own facility and uh, we talked a little bit about what kind of facility we wanted to have Mm -hmm. Uh, we wanted to focus really on the spiritual and emotional care of the people that are living there we want to build a community want to remind them that they're not forgotten yes uh specifically by god but also by not by us Um, i had a woman that uh, was in a bible study i went to every week for about a year and every time when she'd come in I greet her by name, and she said, how'd you know my name? Mm. And I said, well, I talked to you last week. Now, it wasn't important that she remembered my name, because she didn't. She was experiencing dementia, uh, and from week to week, she would not remember who I was. But when we started singing songs, and we had used hymns, she knew everyone by heart. And she was connecting with God, and that was what we are mm-hmm. looking for with it. Help them connect with God.
0: And just the fact that you remembered her name, knowing someone's name, addressing them by their name, is so significant. So that opened her heart, I think, yes, even it, more
1: so. It seemed like she was uh, equally surprised every week yeah. that, that I knew her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so we shared that vision also, and we had so many people help us with that. Uh, KTLF helped us with promoting mm-hmm. the banquet in advance. Uh, donated a lot of airtime. We were so grateful for that. A lot of our major uh, churches that we partner with here in the area uh, helped us uh, provide that, uh, the banquet, helped us with the expenses of it. We had so many volunteers. Tina organized the volunteers uh, Mm -hmm. for that. And uh, I don't know how Tina felt before the event, but I was just frantic because there were so many things (laughs) that I thought just weren't going to work. Yeah. But God made them all work. Uh, the artists that we had matthew uh, Matthew Ward, Ward for yeah, example, yeah. Shannon Aducci uh, they were so gracious with their, with their time as well and, mm-hmm. and one of the wonderful things encouraging things for us uh, we had a tremendously successful as far as a fundraiser went uh, that's the most successful fundraiser uh, I believe that we've ever had your
0: fall banquet. Yes. That's awesome.
1: Yes, and in addition, a lot of the people that helped us with that making videos for us or the, some of the performers as well the artists They turned around and donated their time. Yeah. Uh we we tried to uh compensate, compensate yeah. Matthew just a little bit for what he did yeah. for us uh singing during the event. Uh he gave us our check back. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh we had He's one of my favorite singers too. By the way. He's great. <laughs> I grew That's up he on is. uh on on second that chapter, uh, yeah second chapter I and asked. Matthew yeah and um, and we had some of the video artists that helped us mm-hmm. that said afterwards they said you know I'm really feeling God leading me uh, to help you guys but I don't want you to pay, pay that's me in the beautiful future. yeah and so those things are all encouraging because we're seeing God yeah affirming the vision uh, again that Kay has held for all this time and and we're moving forward. Uh, for what we hope will be a um, a person-centered approach to caring for the people in these facilities. Uh, right now, the approach is profit-centered across mm-hmm. the country. Something like two-thirds of the facilities are owned by for-profit companies. And um, when you have that kind of a model, it drives decisions that aren't necessarily in the good path, for the, the interest, residents. Yeah. Uh, facilities, that I've been, you know, I, Ellie, I'm sitting here with a stack of articles because I've doing, been doing some research. Washington Post, uh, New York Times, and our own Gazette here in town have all recently done um, stories or a series of articles about uh, the assisted living industry. And one of the chronic problems is staffing. Because the average wage for someone who's inside a care center, working inside a care center, $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. Now my grandson working at fast food here in Colorado Springs pay, was paid more than that. So think about someone who's given the responsibility of ensuring that uh, your grandmother,
0: mm-hmm.
1: your mom uh, gets three meals a day, uh, is, gets help going back and forth to the toilet, Uh, gets help dressing in the morning, gets help getting into or out of her wheelchair, Mm -hmm. gets help getting medications on time. Uh, Think about paying someone minimum wage to do that for mom. That's the situation at most places. And if they're looking for uh, a way to increase profits, they typically will cut staff. So they're chronically understaffed as well. And, and we wanna do better with that. We wanna develop a model yeah. that's not only person-centered as far as the residents, but person-centered on the staff as well. They're also generally not given much training.
0: And and staffed with people that that's their heart. They have a heart for that. There has to be a gift right. and a heart right. to do that kind of thing. And then just to get minimum wage, it can feel like a thankless job because of their responsibilities and the expectations. That need. you know, yeah. So it's kind of like that sounds like a recipe for not in the best interest of the residents.
1: Yeah, and and Tina has been focused on the staff over the last year, and she's been doing some things because we want to try and recognize them as well. You know, a lot of times they're not only underpaid, but because they're short-staffed, they're asked to do extra long hours. Yeah. And uh, it's just all a recipe for bad things happening. Mm -hmm. And as I started looking around the country, Uh, Reading from the the Gazette, they did a uh, major article last summer uh, that talked about what was happening here in Colorado. And it's not hard to find sad stories about what's happening or going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've even had a couple of instances here recently in Colorado Springs where, uh, and this is not unique to Colorado Springs, but if there is a crisis at a facility and they have to close, Mm -hmm. people get scattered sent to other facilities, and sometimes families aren't even informed. Mm. Uh, and again, that's unfortunately common story across the country. We want to d- develop a better model, a model that other people can then uh, use in their own communities, because mm-hmm. uh, as bad as we think things are now, uh, population projections say it's going to be twice as bad in the next 25 years, as far as the number of people who need to be in facilities like that, and and I, I suspect that underestimates the issue. There are so many people my age and older uh, who may end up going to a facility like that just because their their family can't care for them any longer. Mm-hmm. They have a mobility issue or a, dementi- a dementia issue mm-hmm. or uh, something, a medical issue that needs to be addressed, and they can't take care of them at home. but um, it may be as much as there's something like uh, just a little over a million people in these kind of facilities in the United States today. Mm. Uh, again, it's, they project it will be twice that many in another 25 years, but going off of some of the other numbers that are commonly put around inside the industry, that I think that may be as many as 9 million people. Wow. And, of course, my experience, I think Tina would likely agree with this. Uh, we can ask her in a bit, but the people inside, the staff there, they're they're doing their best. Mm-hmm. And often they have a tremendous heart for their residents. And they want to do their best job, but we're not giving them all the tools. We're not giving them the right. training. We're not giving them a wage. By the way, two-thirds of the people who work in the industry also receive government assistance because their hourly wage is not sufficient mm-hmm. to live on all by itself. We need to be to do better. We want to do better with the facility we're going to build because we need to not only care for them spiritually and emotionally, mm-hmm. in a sense we need to protect them as well mm-hmm. and, and watch over them when they can't take care of themselves. The very last statement in the article that the uh, the Gazette did uh, was a quotation uh, from someone who is an ombudsman within the industry. And uh, this individual just sees the issue. We see the same issue, but just it's, it's the issue with the way we care for our old and sick. And they said this, imagine if these things happened in daycare, mm. it would not be the same. But uh, well, that's an excellent point to make. People kind of disappear once, yeah. often once they go into um into those facilities, and sadly, sadly, uh, the church often forgets him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't recall talking to anyone in a facility who has had a recent visit from their pastor, mm-hmm. from a deacon, from anyone in their church, uh, because people get forgotten.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We want to change that. We want to change the model itself, <clears throat> and, um, and Kay's had this vision to do that. For decades. Mm-hmm. And again, the banquet launched that vision. Um, Karis Bible College up in Woodland Park, they yeah. have a business school. And uh, so many people have been just volunteering to help us. And and that's, again, that's encouraging us yeah. that this is the way God tells us, uh, yes, you're on the right track. I'm going to bring the people, the resources to you that you need. Because uh, we don't have the money for this. We don't have the land for this. We don't have the expertise. But people, right. God is bringing people to us Uh, like the business school, and they're developing a business plan for us. That's wonderful. Uh, We hope to have that soon, uh, maybe this spring sometime. Uh, We have others that are helping us with other areas as we're moving forward, and uh, and it's very exciting to see what God is doing, and and it reminds me of, uh, because I was reading in Exodus recently, uh, I, I read through the Bible once a year. It's just a program that starts in, the, in Genesis and goes all the way through Revelation. So I happen to be in Exodus. And I saw again when the Israelites built the tabernacle. Uh, the people brought their gifts freely. So it was people who had a heart and a passion for that project. And eventually Moses had to go back to the people and say, Hey, stop bringing. We have too much. <laughs> because God had given them. What a thought! Yeah, God had given them the resources and given mm-hmm. them a heart to give. And uh, we believe that uh, God is going to bring people to us that have a heart for this kind of a uh, a project, and uh, they're going to help us. And we're just going to wait and see what God is going to do there. It's going to be exciting
0: well that's and i'm, I'm glad you mentioned caris and if you want to name some names real quick because we're going to turn it over to tina here pretty soon too the people that are coming to help you and just like you said in exodus you know it's like okay that's enough that's enough it's sort of it's, it's similar to in the scripture with paul but the people were waiting what months or weeks or whatever before he showed up with their offering couldn't wait to give him the offering it's like what a concept, you know? Yeah. And uh, how many people get excited? Oh, great offering time, you know, or an opportunity to, to help here. I love hearing that because that's a good example of how the body of Christ works. Yeah. And just like you mentioned, those people working in the regular, those skilled nursing centers, they have a heart for the people, but they feel like they've just got opposition with a wall in front of them that they can't do all that they can't because. The expectation on them is, you know, one person, but I need to be five people or something to have a model for them to exemplify. That to me is sort of an invitation. People are going to see this facility and it's like, they're doing it right. That's my heart that you'll be setting an example for other people that can go into wherever they work and say, hey, we're going to start applying some of the very things they see that take form in this facility and we talk about this facility go ahead and give the name real quick if you would uh, the name of the facility because i think you've decided on that and if there's a launch date
1: prospective launch date maybe oh the uh, facility would be the owen larson hope home uh and uh we do not have a launch date again I may have mentioned this. We don't have the resources. We okay. don't have the land. Okay, okay. We don't have the expertise. God, we're waiting on God to bring those things to us. Okay, uh, but we know that if it's a project that has God's approval, mm-hmm. it's under His direction. Uh, he will bring all those things. I mean, Ephesians two ten says that each of us is created in Christ Jesus to do good works, mm-hmm. which, and I love this part, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Mm-hmm. So He's prepared the way. We're waiting on Him. Uh, but we see encouraging signs that he is bringing us resources. He's bringing his people. He's bringing his people who have a heart for this. Uh, and so if you can refer people here um, to that want to
0: come alongside, that that say, well, I want to help because I can do this, I can do this. Who do they talk to? Direct them, if you would, please. All right.
1: Uh, they can call the office, uh, 719-635-5767. Uh, Go and, ahead and, and let us know that they would like to be a part of what we call our Foundations Group. And it's okay. just a group of people who have told us that already that they want to uh, be a part of this, want to help with this. And our promise to them is that we're going to update them okay. periodically on where we are and uh, how God is leading us. Any questions about it, they can have answered that. Would you give the phone number again, please, one more time and slow? Sure. 719 mm-hmm. 719- mm-hmm. 635 Five seven six seven,
0: okay. Seven one nine six three five five seven six seven, right? Yes. Thank you, Kahuna. Got to turn the spotlight <laughs> over here on Tina, who has so much to talk about, like the biggest outreach of the year—the Christmas outreach.
2: Tell yes. me about that. Oh Tina. my gosh, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, this was my fourth, I think, Christmas Operation Golden Christmas. Thank you to KTLF for having the collection boxes yeah. and advertising for us on the radio, getting the word out. All the generous donations that your listeners gave had a huge impact on the lives of the people in the care facilities. And I would love for people to come alongside us next year and go to the parties and help us pass them out so they can see the joy of, on their faces.
0: Two thousand.
2: Yeah, so, we, we 2000 yeah. Two thousand bags. Okay. We distributed two thousand bags, had about eleven parties.
0: Is there anything up at the website where people could for now, until they get involved with you, go and see the joy on those faces. You have some pictures We need to up? get some
2: pictures up okay. for sure. And part of that is a challenge for us in this day and age because we need to get written permission. You Understood. know, from the care facility or the, the individual yep, to yep. be able to post on social media. Okay. Um, but I have some beautiful pictures. Uh, one woman stands out in my mind who was actually young, but she's in a skilled care facility for whatever ailment um, she needs to be, have 24-hour care. And we had, I think it was Faith Evangelical Church came and sang and she requested that one song that's Hawaiian, that Christmas song that's Hawaiian. Okay. And I'm... we played it for her, you know. Oh, I, I, yeah. I think I... Because, but she requested that because she's from Hawaii. Oh. And her favorite Disney character is Stitch. And <laughs> she was wearing a t-shirt with Stitch on it. Mm-hmm. And those colors are teal, black, and white. Well, wouldn't you know, when we passed out the Christmas bags, her knit hat cuz we have wonderful women who knit hats and blankets and shawls and things like that for us. Her hat was teal, black and white. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was over her the moon. hat. Yes. <laughs> she goes, "How did you know?" That this would match the t shirt I'm wearing and that it's the same color that stitches. I love it so much. How did you know? I said, I didn't know, but God did. Oh and wow. God loves you.
0: He's so precious.
2: And he cares about the details of your life. And so I'm glad that Bill mentioned the tabernacle. Cause I'm not reading throughout the whole Bible this year either, but I've been reading mm-hmm. a lot and the tabernacle represents The presence of God Mm -hmm. and that's what crossroads wants to do is bring the presence of God into the care facilities Mm -hmm. I can only think and Bill please correct me if I'm wrong of only two care facilities out of 35 in the Pikes Peak region that has a paid chaplain on staff Mm -hmm. now this should not be right years ago they always had paid chaplains Mm -hmm. Right? And what does a chaplain do? Brings comfort, brings hope, brings peace. So our care facility that we're gonna build, the presence of God is gonna be there.
0: hmm And welcome on on the regular always yeah. round the clock there. It'll be kind of a, a tabernacle in that respect. You know, For sure. Somebody that's listening right now that just heard your words. They're thinking, man, something went off in their heart, like to be a chaplain in a care facility. There's a chaplaincy program offered through Crossroads. Can you direct someone, uh, contact information or anything? Sure. People that go- just want to find out, they hear hearing this story about Christmas. I want to go deliver Christmas bags and, and facilitate stories like that too. Would you give them contact information? I sure
2: will. You can go to our website, www.crossroadsusa.org. Okay. And there will be information about Chaplaincy School. You can also call our office 719-635-5767. And the that. Chaplaincy program is a, is a year long, and it's all done online, so you can Great. be in a different state, even yeah. or in Denver Great. or you know up in Woodland Park. Um, but you don't have to be a chaplain to bring the love of Jesus. To people in care facilities, it is a mission field right in our backyard, mm-hmm. and it's so much fun to give them tea parties. That helps alleviate the staff. The staff can take a break for that hour. Nice. We bring. sure they appreciate? Oh, they do. Yeah. And sometimes they like to sit with their residents and drink tea with them, and it's have still a comfort- break for them. it. Is mm-hmm. can, would you would you uh, mention
0: too that the tea parties aren't only at Christmas? Correct. You do Christmas. Do you, do you have a particular schedule for your tea parties? Yes. Do you do
2: them every. We try to keep it Tuesdays and Thursdays between two and three p.m. Okay. We're open to some Saturdays if there's a volunteer that wants to take the lead on that because maybe they work during the weekday.
0: Uh huh.
2: But it's nice to have it in the afternoon, and the last tea party we did, I really felt prompted at the end of it, as the other volunteers were kind of cleaning up the table to ask if anyone needed prayer. Mm.
1: It's
2: the first time I had done that. And it was good because there was a gentleman who had, I think he served in Iraq, and he was carrying a lot of guilt Mm -hmm. for having to do his job, Mm. which included being a sniper and we were able to pray with him, and it brought him peace mm. to know he's forgiven. Jesus was his Lord and Savior. He he did confess that. Um, but he needed to be reminded that he's forgiven mm. and not to carry that.
0: Yeah, and that's that'd be a load to carry. Yeah. So that happened at one of your tea parties. That, yeah. That's beautiful. Recently. You have something coming up here in the last couple of minutes we have here. You have an event coming up. Um, well, one of the things you do, you do volunteer training. People can call 719-635-5767. Yes. can call about training you know and however or just to find out how can I get plugged in how can I get connected but you have an event coming up in June no 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 you didn't have it that's okay that was me I was
2: that's I remember
0: me. where that was I tripped up over that okay
2: no no problem so um, we do have a train several trainings we have like about four trainings a year okay um, but I'm happy to meet with people one on one as well and and the next big project we have, and we love when volunteers come into our office and help us with projects, uh, is Operation Easter Hope. Okay. So that's in March. Okay. Um, so we would love to have people come alongside us with that. And really, I, my heart is to see volunteers interact with people because mm-hmm. that's where face-to-face, you know, hand-delivering the gifts is where great mm-hmm. conversations, prayer, that the tangible love of Christ is exactly. shown. Exactly. Yeah.
0: The human touch, the human element there. And you do, mm-hmm. s- that's similar, the Easter, your Easter outreach is similar. People are paid visits and that kind of thing. Yes. Well, you think about just the fact that it's like visits, people, to be acknowledged like, oh, you know, you're not invisible. You're known, you're seen, you matter. You know that they have some kind of recognition and human interaction as opposed to sitting while away the hours getting their meds their meals their meds their meals and yeah. stuff so um if somebody wants to get involved with that it's easter
2: hope right easter is the last day of march this year okay so we'll be putting together the easter bags and you need help doing that mm-hmm. probably
0: all throughout march Okay, and people can help. People. Families can come. People bring their children. Oh yeah, too. you
2: know this past Christmas was wonderful. We had um, several groups come. Some Girl Scout groups came, and uh, other families brought their children. Yeah, that was really special.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And so the same thing with 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 the Easter. Let's give contact information here in this last minute. Again, um, if people want to get involved, the phone number seven one nine. Six three five five seven, six, seven,
2: can I mention one more thing about Christmas? Yes, okay, in a
0: minute, one minute,
2: okay, <laughs> so we also did Hanukkah bags, oh, okay, now, there's not a lot of Jewish people in the grand scheme of our population in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. but the activity directors gave us names of people that were Jewish. I didn't want them to feel forgotten. Either I wanted them to feel special, especially in light of all the events and the unrest mm-hmm. and the sadness and all that happening in Israel. And sure enough, as we delivered those Hanukkah bags, you know, blue, silver, mm-hmm. white bags with um, blankets in there and things like that. We were able to bring them peace because they had a lot of anxiety about what was going on in Gaza. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, the people that are kidnapped and and they don't feel safe, you know, they don't feel safe even themselves, even though they're not in Israel. So the conversations we were able to have um, praying over them, being sitting with them was really beautiful.
0: Oh, that is so sweet and so timely with all that's gone on. So I'm glad you shared that. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't to beholden to the clock to let you share that Tina. thank you. Let's get the contact information again because you got there's so much for people to explore and discover. the website crossroadsusa.org, right And then the phone number 719635 five seven six seven especially with the easter hope project is something for the whole family to to get involved in to help out with that thank you bill thank you tina looking forward to the next time we get to sit down and explore more of what god is doing and how he's loving on the elderneath through some big hearts like your own and k's and all that are part of crossroads ministries crossroadsusa.org another podcast here with ktlf radio i'm ellie singer thanking you for listening to god bless you and thank you for listening to the podcast and ktlf.radio